You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 144 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and not with me in the kitchen studio this week is my co-host Matt Smith, but he is kind of here, but not here. And it's really, really freaking me out. <laughs> I love it. It's brilliant. Uh, yes, I'm operating the broadcast tower from my remote location here in Clacton because I've gone away for Christmas, basically. So I'm sat in my lovely caravan. We're on the beautiful campsite that we stayed in in the summer. Woo-hoo. We've got the uh, satellite outside, busy beaming signals all the way back to Carlos. And uh, <laughs> yes, and I'm loving, I'm loving it. It's brilliant because I can see his face from this end and it's absolutely hilarious. It's so Every weird. time I press a button, he <laughs> freaks out. It's just brilliant. I love it. Oh, I wish you guys in the chat room could see this because it's just bizarre. I've got a screen, the touch screen here, which Matt normally presses when he's here in the studio. And, and I keep seeing the mouse cursor whizzing around the screen while Matt's doing it from his end. And it's just, it's just weird. Ne- Neville, <laughs> yeah. Neville probably fully understand the whole, um, the process yeah, of it but uh, yeah it's very very crazy very crazy so welcome everyone who's joined us in the chat room today for the live show it is the 24th of december it's christmas eve would you have an either yeah uh, and uh, it's uh, 25 past two in the afternoon so we're a little bit late starting today but uh, we we got here in the end it was my, mostly my fault because I, I hadn't plugged things in in certain holes and um well <laughs> You know, family show. That's what family she said. Show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, we, we uh, we'd like to welcome everyone who's joined us. In Benjamin Todd, Liz Piper, Jennifer Parkinson's in there. Jennifer, uh, Nev from NevTech, uh, Liz Piper. I'm just scroll up the list here. Masha's in the chat room. Nelson, uh, Benjamin Todd. Just scrolling back up. Mariana P. Doctor Steph's in there. Our main man, Micah. Richard Bell. Uh, some, uh, Barbara's in the chat room as well. Myla's in the chat room. Uh, I'm just scrolling up to back up to the top where we all start to say, but oh, Pilot Pip was in there at some point. I don't know where he's gone. He's disappeared. I think Pip has. Uh, Nelson and uh, yeah, we've got a nice full uh, full chat room today of uh, of wonderful uh, Christmassy festive listeners. <laughs> Absolutely, which can be more than could be said for your studio. It has to be said, Carlos. Oh, sorry. <laughs> on, well, there's some uh, festive. Uh, things there on the tower on the broadcast tower right festive wires you mean yeah, yeah okay, festive wires <laughs> they're festive wires yeah we actually i should have got some lights out really shouldn't i, I do feel bad now yeah oh well never mind too but, late now oh, we're, too late we're, now we're in. i know we're in we're in <laughs> so we've got uh, we've got loads yeah. of news stories I, I have to say i've got a small complaint to make by the way oh, uh, right, pe- okay. people are uh, in the chat room here because i can now see the chat oh, room oh, Matt can see the and chat they're room. busy saying they're, they're busy saying that i'm sat here in my shed which i'm a little <laughs> offended by it's not my <laughs> shed at all how dare you the shed it is my lovely caravan Admittedly, I'm sat in the corner out of the way, not getting in mum's way, but uh, nevertheless, how dare, how dare you? <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing mother's outside sunbathing. Uh, sunbathing? You're having a laugh, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> no. We've got the heater on, full pelt. It's lovely and toasty Ooh, in here. It's lovely. <laughs> well, it's nice and warm in here anyway. But, it uh, is, no, it is here too, yeah. yeah. It, it looks like we're definitely not going to have a white Christmas again this year. So um, uh, there we go. That's, um, if it, well, if I reckon it, it could be anything. It could be highs of something ridiculous I like uh, 14 degrees or something silly, isn't it? 
Well, uh, Captain Al went to Lapland, didn't he, last week? He had, yeah, yeah, he, did, uh, he yeah. had a day in Lapland, and he said he did send me some pictures uh, of there, and they they actually had real snow, Matt. Actual snow actual that snow. you can walk wow. in and make snowballs with and and stuff. It was quite amazing actually to see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got, uh, he flew over there with Thompson actually. Oh, oh now we're in, we're in trouble with Barbara as well now because there's oh, a we? bit of tinsel in sight, gentlemen. What's happened to Christmas Eve? Oh, I know. Well, I, I'm yeah. working tonight. I'm I'm working tonight. Yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, that's my excuse. Well, I, all I, all I can say, look, uh, sorry, Mum, if you just want to turn to one side for a minute, I'm sorry. I'm just going to pick up my. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what well, I can don't, don't tell knock you is anything. down that end, look. Oh, there's a Christmas the tree. Down the caravan, we do have a nice little Christmas tree and a few lights. So, uh, you know, we, we, we have made an effort in our caravan. <laughs> yeah, this is, I should have got, I feel bad. I, I tell you what, I should have done what I said I was going to do before we start the show, Matt, and hang some baubles off my ears. Yes, indeed, yes. That seemed like a silly idea at the time. Now less so. But anyway, there we are. Happy Christmas, everyone. Bar Yay! <laughs> To be fair, there is a Christmas tree literally about a yard that that way. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we have well, um, that's, that's no good to you because it's not in the kitchen studio, is it? No, so there no. we are. Well, we have got uh, we've got loads. We got quite a few really interesting news stories to bring you this week, actually. Uh, and obviously, we have got the results of our caption competition, which we yeah. started uh, a month or two ago. Uh, so we've got the results from that to win uh, some really great prizes. So uh, that's that's good news. And uh, then we're going to have a quick chat around uh, what we're doing over Christmas. And, and yeah, I mean, that that will be episode 144. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Todd has just said, what, a caravan that doesn't fly? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's not a Cessna caravan. No, no, no it's, it's not a, a Cessna caravan. You hook up to the back of the car. Although you could jump out of that one fairly safely, Matt. Yeah, I don't think you'd need a parachute. You'd be no, all right. It's fine. No. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, then... Shall- Shall we get on? Shall we get on? I know. Shall we start the show? Uh, start, the, start the show then, as we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready across the lands, Matt. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm ready to rock. Let's go. So, kicking off this week's first news story then. This one is on one of our wonderful newspapers here in the UK, The Sun. (laughs) Something we don't see a lot of, The Sun, but it's on The Sun newspaper anyway. And uh, the headline, Cheap Travel, the cheapest airline routes from the UK to the rest of the world. So, Glasgow to Belfast is the most expensive domestic flight route on a cost-per-mile basis while travelling from the UK to Melbourne in its best-value international route. Some airline routes cost nearly ten times as much as others uh, on a cost-per-mile basis, according to new research. The most expensive route domestically is from Glasgow here in the UK to Belfast as the 96.47-mile route cost travellers a whopping 70 pence per mile. The analysis by travel search engine Kayak, which is really good, I've used them actually, uh, looks at more than 150 of its most popular routes, including domestic UK flights and flights from the UK to European and global destinations, based on their cost per mile of air travel. The analysis shows that the cost per mile of airline routes can vary between as little as 8p and as much as 70 pence per mile, with domestic UK flights costing more per mile on average than any others. 
Uh, despite this, travellers can still find affordable domestic airline routes at an average cost of 16.7p per mile. Uh, Glasgow to London is the cheapest of the routes examined within the UK. Uh, London to Inverness, a lovely part of the world there, yeah, 18.5 pence per mile. And London to Belfast, there we go, Matt, London to Belfast is Woo-hoo. 19 pence per mile. Uh, we're wow. also found to offer good value. For European travel, an average cost of only 9.7p per mile. Uh, flights to Spain's Gran Canaria were found to be the most cost-effective of the 48 most popular European airline routes examined. In general, flights from the UK to Spain were among the most affordable when looking at cost per mile, uh, likely due to the fact that they are high levels of competition amongst airlines to offer cheap deals to one of the more popular destinations for British holidaymakers. Uh, the priciest flights, uh, flights per mile, uh, perhaps unsurprisingly, given its relatively proximity to the UK and lack of alternative transport options, are those from the UK to Dublin, with an average fare of 43 pence per mile. Uh, it's got a chart here. It's got a couple of charts, actually. One from uh, routes from Europe to the UK, the kind of top 10 chart. Um, you know, I mean, when you buy your flights, you don't really sort of uh, calculate it in pence per mile. I mean, I don't really gen- generally tend to look at prior pence per mile for a flight, but um, uh, in number in first place is Gran Canaria in Spain, and in tenth is Madrid, Spain. Um, and they're mostly the European, the summer destinations in the top 10, uh, Fuerteventura, Lanzarote, Tenerife, Larnaca, Cyprus, Athens and Greece. Uh, uh, but Malta, uh, actually Malta comes in in second place um, with a distance from the UK of 1,625 miles, uh, coming in at about 10 pence per mile for that for uh, Malta. Uh, so destinations uh, from the UK to the rest of the world, uh, top 10 of these uh, in first place is Melbourne, Australia. Uh, that's just over 10,500 miles, comes in at 8.4 pence per mile. Uh, you've got uh, another one there, Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, uh, 6,641 miles, comes in at 9.3 pence a mile. And then New Zealand, uh, in at number 10, uh, New Zealand then, uh, 11, I mean that's the longest one, 11,121 miles, uh, comes in at 9.4 pence per mile. And the average flight, uh, flight price is uh, just over 1,000 pounds. But that's, that's something I've, I've never really thought of, Matt, you know. Working out yeah. how much uh, uh, per mile, um, pence per mile that I'm paying for uh, for a ticket for a flight. But well, I mean, we 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 do it in the car, don't we? I mean, we're forever comparing how successful the car is based on its um, you know, price per mile. You know, yeah, how many miles mile. to the gallon it's mm. doing. Yeah, you know, but uh, we we never really do when it comes to how much your plane ticket costs, do we? You no. know. So moving on to the next story, Matt. This uh, special one for you as. Uh, Yes, uh, as per usual, here we go. This (laughs) this is on the Metro website, and the headline is Ryanair and Aer Lingus ordered to pay £13.6 million in tax, which is got to hurt anyone's pocket hasn't it let's be honest so Ryanair and Aer Lingus will have to back a colossal tax bill of 13.6 million pounds the European Court of Justice ruled on Wednesday that the two airlines have benefited from three years of unlawful aid from the government in Ireland as a result Ryanair Europe's largest budget airline will be required to repay 12 million euros that's 10.2 million uh, pounds to the Irish government Aer Lingus part of the international airline group said that Ireland was seeking 4 million euros that's 3.4 million pounds for them but this figure
figure is being contested. The ECJ upheld a 2011 decision by the European Commission that lower air rate taxes in Ireland for shorter flights between 2009 and 2011, including on some services in Britain, were illegal subsidies. This is very, very worrying, isn't it, really? Ryanair <laughs> and Aer Lingus went to court in Luxembourg after the Commission... Uh, after the Commission said Ireland was wrong to set air tax on short-haul flights at only eight uh, euros, that's uh, six point six point six pounds eighty pence lower per passenger than on longer flights, and as it uh, disproportionately benefited Irish carriers who flew more short routes, the advantage. Um, so the advantage in question did not consist of the fact that both airlines were able to offer more competitive prices than their competitors, the court said in a statement. It resulted quite simply from the fact that those companies had to pay a lower amount than they would have to have paid if their flights had been subject to the standard rate. Ireland modified its air travel tax in 2011 to a flat rate for all flights, domestic and international, following the Commission's investigation. But Ryanair said it would be able to take legal action to claim compensation from the government over the tax. In a statement, it said that the ruling cleared the way for airlines to discover uh, to recover 88 million euros, that's 74.5 million pounds, from the government for the imposition of what it called an illegal tax. Just reminds me, I had my tax bill through last week. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm assuming it wasn't sort of 13.8 million pounds. No, 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 it yeah. wasn't anywhere near what <laughs> uh, what these guys have got to pay. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that they'll they'll be able to afford to pay their tax bill, though, Matt, considering the amount of money that especially Ryanair has made this year. Um, and all the yeah, aircraft I, mean, and I don't stuff. know. I mean, I feel I feel a bit aggrieved for them, to be honest with you, because you think, well, they, they've, you know, the the government set a rate. They were quite understandably taking full advantage of that rate. I mean, why? You know, I could understand what they say. Right, okay, you can't do that anymore. So, like from 2011 onwards, they can't do it. But it seems very, very. I don't know. I suppose you know. I, I suppose it has to be backdated. But you know, do it. Surely governments are allowed to to you know set their own rates or at least you, you'd think that governments were allowed to set their own rates but then you know maybe that's why uh brexit has been su such a popular subject matter here in the uk because i even started yet <laughs> uh well no <laughs> yeah uh, no is the short answer yeah. but we but you know we're, we're straying into politics we should probably move on <laughs> so next story is on the uk businessinsider.com site and uh, the headline airplane designers have a brilliant idea for the middle seat yeah so do i take it out maybe more room uh, the days of waiting in crammed airline aisles while some guy struggles to pull his bag from the overhead bin could soon be over. Molon Labe Seating has released their design for side-slip seats. Airline seats that compact and slide over each other to add more room to the aisle during boarding and exiting the aircraft. By just replacing the seats, airlines could turn around planes faster, which could make travel times more efficient and airline tickets less expensive. Now these seats, um, they've, they've designed these so that you've got the, the kind of the normal three and three layout with an aisle in the middle and the, the aisle seat slides underneath the, uh, the, the, the centre seat of the three so it kind of makes the aisle, there is a video to go with this actual um, 
story but we can't really show it on here but uh, the video kind of shows that the the seat sliding under to give the the aisle is huge when you slide that seat in but uh, it's a good idea i mean i wonder whether they'll roll this out this idea out over um over the various airbus and boeing and stuff where they'll you know adopt this idea of, of, of seating but take yourself over to the UKBusinessInsider.com site, and there is a lot. Like I said there's a video here that shows uh, exactly how the system would work on board the aircraft. But I can see it; it would save a heck of a lot of time because that is one of the things that does slow things up. Is when the uh, you know you've got uh, 400 people um, all around one overhead bin trying to put their case in, and you've got 10 million people trying to get past and yeah. you know get through. It is frustrating, I suppose. Well, I suppose it's also one of the side effects of the fact that um, people are more inclined to use uh, hand luggage rather than bothering to put stuff in the hold. So, I mean, obviously, the, the knock-on effect of that is people have got more hand luggage. Mm, definitely, yeah. It, a lot of people are travelling with just hand luggage nowadays because it, mm, uh, yeah, it does work out a lot cheaper. The yeah. next story, Matt, is for you. Yes, yes. The next story is on the, I want to say, Condé Nast. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that. It's the Condé Nast Traveller, and it says, at home in the world. Uh, but it's a, a story that might surprise a few people. It certainly surprised me when I it read the headline. Mm. Uh, and it says that 2016 was actually one of the safest years in aviation history. Hmm. Now, this uh, certainly has come as a bit of a surprise to me, I won't lie, but uh, well, we read on. It says, despite a series of high-profile crashes, this was actually one of the safest years to fly. The memory of the Columbia plane crash that claimed 71 lives, including a host of Brazilian so of, uh, soccer team players, is still fresh in our minds. Uh, enough to say that this year was one of the safest in modern history almost seems uh, very gaudy uh, but the numbers don't lie according to the aviation safety network a crash data website funded by the flight safety foundation an international and independent non-profit organization that tracks crash data 18 civilian airplane accidents accounted for 320 deaths worldwide in 2016 the only year with fewer deaths was 2013 as the telegraph reported with 265 the good news, global air travel continues to get safer, in part thanks to tech upgrades uh, to aeroplanes, better safety procedures and increased collaboration amongst nations to improve aviation infrastructure in developing countries. The US Federal Aviation Administration credits these changes uh, to the Commercial Aviation Safety Team, a government industry co-op formed in 1998, tasked with reducing the commercial aviation fatality rate in the United States by 80% by 2008. They broke their own goal, dropping rates to 83%. Uh, we shouldn't just look at the number of crashes or deaths. The number of passengers flying each year matters too. In 1970, when the World Bank started tracking the movement of people by air, 310 million passengers took commercial flights worldwide. In 2016, that figure should exceed 3.5 billion. Wow, that's such a big number. Factoring in this staggering growth, the growth, sorry, the odds of dying in a crash have been on the decline. This year, the rate of plane crash fatalities was what, just one out of every ten million nine hundred and seventy uh, thirty-seven thousand five hundred passengers. The only year with slightly safer odds was again 2013, when it was uh, one out of every eleven million five hundred one thousand eight hundred eighty-six passengers. These numbers are based on commercial non-military planes 
planes certified to carry 14 or more passengers. One variable that can dramatically skew a year's safety record is sabotage, a hijacking, a suicidal plot, an attack by our artillery. Aviation Safety Networks database offers two separate data points each year with and without those outliers. So uh, if security events are tossed out, 2015 was actually the safest year with just 186 deaths. Really amazing. A great story. It is. It's, it's, it's just surprising when I saw that. Takes you a little bit by surprise, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But it's, it's still the safest way to travel, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll give you that. You know, it's just still the safest way to travel. But um, I don't think we, we haven't had any major incidents in the UK. I don't think this year, with um, uh, shh, <laughs> the year's not over yet. Silence. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but we won't because uh, we've all got fantastic pilots here in the UK, haven't we? We do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, I'm going to cough my um throat off here in a moment. <coughs> sorry. Good, good. There we go. I'm back to normal. That's the remnants of um, of the um, the man flu, I think. Oh no, you still got that. Well, a little bit of it left, yeah. So moving on to the next story, and this one this one is um, a, a good picture story, actually. Uh, Matt will put the pictures up in just a second uh, from his end, or not quite now. <laughs> so the uh, this is on the maxim.com website and uh, it's a good story actually I think uh, Captain Al will uh, will appreciate this story that uh, it's uh, a new survey reveals which airline has the hottest flight attendants so before you oh, book your flight no, really? <laughs> before you book your next flight here are some very here's some very important info actually there's quite a nice picture there uh, on the screen of uh, some of uh, I don't I don't definitely don't think these are um, these aren't definitely not uh, Royal Jet uh, flight attendants but um, the uh, picking between airlines is an utter uh, utter shot they're all crammed uniformly smell of baby powder and sterilizers serve crappy food and are all subject to extreme price fluctuation what is the point of singing out as one of the best but a new study from trippy that can be exclusively revealed by maxim offers a metric to rank airlines that we can all get on board with with the hottest of flight attendants it actually makes uh, some sense as airlines more than others place a premium on having attractive and smartly dressed stewardesses. In a survey of over 2,000 flyers, Trippy asked participants to rank the attractiveness of airplane hostesses on uh, and tried and true scale of 1 to 10. This is such a random story. The results came with a few surprises. Uh, female flight attendants on Emirates Airlines were voted the most beautiful women with a high ranking average of 7.17%. That's an appreciable leg up over the runners-up, which include United Airlines at 6.73%. Uh, in second place, and Hawaiian Airlines, 6.71 place. And in th um, also Delta as well came in fourth uh, with 6.68%. And, uh, and if you've ever happened to be traveling through Southeast Asia, uh, we know of a certain Vietnamese bikini airline, uh, which was tragically not included in this study. So whether whenever you go uh, to get airlines, uh, f <laughs> wherever you go to airline falls on the rank, it's just nice to know that there will always be uh, an easy on the eye attendant uh, there with a fresh bag of nuts or refill that mini bottle of Cabernet when you just need it. But remember, no smoking. So they've got the, uh, the rankings list here. 
And um, obviously, as you said, Emirates were top of the list. Uh, I'm just going through some notable airlines here. WestJet, uh, they uh, came in on fifth place, actually, WestJet. Uh, Air Canada in eighth place. Um, Spirit Airlines made made the list actually. JetBlue, uh, Southwest uh, Southwest Airlines, and uh, they came in near the bottom of the list actually. With Frontier being at the very bottom of the list, Frontier Airlines with five point four eight percent. So there really? we go. So so uh, I, I didn't see uh, Royal Jet on there actually. So unfortunately, Captain Al's uh, Royal Jet's not on the list, but. Um, <laughs> What an interesting story, I must say. Hello, Matt. You still there? Are we still <laughs> Hello, there? Hello, you know, I'm still here. I'm He's still right. there. Yeah, so there we go. So a yeah. special story just for, for all, all us man pilots here, you know. <laughs> yes, a, a hideously sexist story that I'm amazed we're allowed to read out in, in these these times. I know, so, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> so next story, moving on. And, yeah, uh, certainly, yep. This is a bit more of a, of a, a clinical story, this one, Matt, for you. Indeed, yes. This is uh, this is on the mlive.com website, and the head headline is uh, Delta Airlines alters in-flight medical policies after black doctor's help was refused. Oh, now that is terrible, really. Uh, Delta Airlines has announced that it will no longer require its flight attendants to verify medical professionals' credentials when health emergencies arise in flight. The announcement comes about two months after Dr. Tamika Cross, uh, a uh, OB-GYN resident from Texas, uh, took to Facebook to lambast the Air Atlanta-based airline for allegedly being treated in a discriminatory manner by a crew member when attempting to offer medical assistance during a flight from Detroit to um, uh, Minneapolis. Uh, uh, Cross, who was originally from Southfield, stated over social media that she was in Detroit for a wedding in early October and was returning home to Houston via a layover in Minneapolis when a man two rows in front of her began experiencing a medical emergency. She said that she attempted to help the man on multiple occasions but was told by Delta flight staff to remain in her seat, alleging that because of prejudice they refused to believe she was a physician. Really? Uh, following uh, the what Delta called an unfortunate encounter, uh, the airline invited Cross to visit its headquarters in Atlanta for the purpose of discussing her experience and to apologise face-to-face, according to a news release from the airline. Delta says Cross's feedback on the incident influenced the outcome of a review of the airline's medical documentation policy that had already been underway prior to the episode. The news release from the airline states effective of the 1st of December, so they really didn't hang about they got got on with it straight away uh, effective the 1st of december delta flight attendants are no longer required to verify medical credentials they can now secure a medical professional's help based on the volunteer's statement that he or she is a physician physician's assistant nurse paramedic or emt Delta says during the course of its policy review, it found that there was no legal or regulatory requirement that says the airline must view medical professionals' credentials and that the company realises that physicians and nurses do often not carry licences on their person anymore due to the practice of medical licences being verified online, which is becoming more and more common. It's reassuring to know that Delta has taken this matter very seriously and made the necessary adjustments to help 
physicians and other medical personnel no matter what they may what or who they may be feel more comfortable offering medical assistance during in-flight emergencies cross was quoted as saying in the news release from delta on top of the policy change delta says it will be broadly rolling out inclusion training for leaders and frontline employees next year with flight attendant groups being amongst the first to participate there we go so matt uh, um uh, if you if you listen to one of uh, Pip's latest episodes, Matt, Pip was on about uh, he had Steph on, and they were talking about kind of medical stuff on board aircraft, those uh, defibrillator devices and stuff that they have on board, uh, which is quite interesting to listen to. Yeah. But um, if I was on board an aircraft, you know, I'd expect anyone with any degree of medical training or something to 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 help me you know regardless of what they can do or can't do you know you'd you'd always expect to have someone jump in and uh, try and sort of lend a hand but all the uh, cabin crew obviously trained in uh, in first aid as well aren't they so but uh, good story that one Matt yeah it is well yes and no I mean I'm I'm slightly surprised that um um I, I, I still don't quite understand why the race card has been played in this particular situation. Mm. Uh, I mean, that may be my lack of understanding. Uh, and, you know, perhaps I'm lucky in the fact that on the whole, I live in a country where perhaps uh, it is less of an issue than it is in the States. But, um, you know, I guess for that reason alone, it's a story I'll never really understand. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, they, they've been proactive. They've acted on, on this incident and, you know, credit to them for that, I suppose. So the next story on the very British site, thetimes.co.uk. And it's a story we covered last week, actually, on the show. Uh, it's a bit of good news because uh, we'd covered this story last week about the striking uh, which mm. might occur during the Christmas period. Uh, the Times reported uh, on, uh, well, just a day ago, that uh, the airline walkout called off after BA approves a pay deal. So strikes that were set to cause misery for British Airways passengers on Christmas Day and Boxing Day tomorrow and the following day have been called off. Uh, the Unite Union said that the planned walkouts by cabin crew have been suspended uh, following talks um, with, with a revised pay offer from the airline. And uh, the updated offer will now be put to members um, up to 2,700 staff had been due to strike uh, the, over the Christmas period, and the Unite Union claimed that the mixed fleet crew, those employed since 2010 on uh, more Austra contracts, had been forced to sleep in cars between shifts. Well, that's a bit worrying uh, because their wages are so low and that they could not afford to drive home. He added that the basic pay had started at £12,000, uh, with average pay totals uh, of £16,000 for staff. Blimey, you can see why they uh, wanted to strike, Matt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, £12,000 for, uh, for for cabin crew, I think, is fairly bad. It's not very good at it's all, is it, very really? Good. It's not very good. It's not very good. I mean, even barely, 16... It's barely minimum wage, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, even 16000 is not good for... You know, for yeah. the you know for all the training and stuff that these guys have to do for um, for flying and that it's been called off. So good news for anyone travelling over the festive period is you can now fly with BA. Um, so hopefully they'll uh, sort this uh, instant uh, or this um, this problem out and uh, and hopefully they'll pay them more money. You know, God yeah, blimey, absolutely it's terrible. Yeah. So next story, Matt. Uh, this one is for you. Indeed, yes, and um, obviously, I mean, this 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 burns at the very heart of Carlos. Obviously, given that it is his home, 
Um, but uh, yeah, a bit of a funny, a um, bit of a funny one, really. It says uh, it's on the BBC News website, and uh, I have to confess, I rather thought that these days were behind us. Uh, so this is this yeah. has come as a bit of a surprise. Um, but the headline is Libya Malta hijack. Hijack is arrested as drama ends peacefully. So that's a small piece of good news, at least. Uh, the hijacking of a Libya plane uh, has ended peacefully after the men who seized control surrendered in Malta. The domestic flight with 118 people on board was hijacked after taking off from Sabha, uh, bound for the Libyan capital of Tripoli. Uh, instead, the uh, Afghan uh, Airways Airbus A320 was diverted to uh, Malta International Airport. It appears the two hijackers are supporters of Libya's late deposed leader, uh, Madafi, I think. I'm sorry if I've said that wrong. Uh, pictures of them kneeling on the tarmac with their hands up appear to show the moment that they were arrested by the Maltese authorities. All passengers, including one infant and a number of the crew, had already been released. Maltese Prime Minister Joseph Muscat said that the men had been armed with pistols and a grenade, but later tweeted that the weapons appeared to be replicas. Uh, Mr Muscat said neither of the men believed to be of Libyan uh, nationality had made any demands. He he, t he told a press conference that the two hijackers had been detained in custody and interrogations are ongoing. The rest of the crew and passengers are also being questioned to ascertain events. Once this interrogation progress is com uh, process sorry, is completed over the next few hours, arrangements will be made to send the passengers and the crew members back to Libya with another aircraft. Uh, shortly before the incident drew to an end, one man emerged from the plane briefly and stood on the plane steps waving a green um, Gaddafi flag, uh, adding support to earlier suggestions that they were loyalists of the former leader who was killed in 2011. Um, airport security in Libya, uh, uh, the BBC North Africa, sorry, that didn't make any sense. Sorry. Airport security in Libya is a lax and chaotic as the country's politics. Various armed groups who do not have any particular allegiance to any Libyan administration control them all. Over the years, there have been several incidents that passengers have become accustomed to, which often go unreported. This includes planes being delayed because rival armed groups drive up the runway or even temporarily board them if they have a particular demand or personal axe to grind. Also, perhaps it's not as uncommon as I think it is. <laughs> no, this you know, this doesn't happen very often as uh, as we obviously follow with the news and stories and stuff. This is not a, a regular occurrence happening, but it, it does happen still, Matt, which is quite surprising in, in this. Yeah, I, but, I'd say I genuinely thought since they started locking the pilots away, he says in, in, a, mm. in a sort of jokey fashion, but sort of since that all occurred, I sort of kind of assumed that, that those days were behind I us. think it's very much to do, Matt, with the security at airports is very different yeah. in, in different countries. Yeah. You know, different countries have different uh, varying degrees of uh, security and stuff to, mm. you know, to try and to stop this. But, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a good outcome at least. You know, this did um, yeah. did have a good outcome in the end, so it's good that yeah, everyone got off, off the aircraft. But uh, I couldn't think of any better place, really, to fly into if I was, you know, going to land somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, Malta. Uh, mind you, uh, with, with the greatest of respect, it's a rather chilled out place. I mean, I dare say they weren't overly thrilled that, like, that, that, <laughs> that, you know, security were actually going to have to do something other than lie on a beach. I'm not going to lie. They've actually, actually, it's con considering how a, what a small island Malta is, they have got quite a good little defence force um, and, you know, like a, a very good military presence there. 
uh, with a good with quite good equipment and stuff supplied by a lot of UK companies. So Malta do yeah. they, they they hold their own. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so yeah. next uh, story is on the Guardian website. It says here, Website of the Year. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, the headline, Holiday Offers. Uh, so those of you wishing to tra uh, travel away, jet away to somewhere nice. Uh, airlines and tour operators reveal New Year discounts. God, we're not even there yet. Uh, so cheap flights to New York, Milan, Montreal and Dubai are on offer from airlines while tour operators have seasonal deals on holidays to Italy and Australia. So flights Emirates, um, they've got uh, something starting Hello 2017 Fair Sale that's going to run uh, until the uh, 31st of January with massive discounts on fares throughout the most of 2017. Uh, including there, Emirates are going to do return flights from Gatwick to Dubai from 290 99 quid, my god, that's cheap. Uh, and also return flights uh, from Gatwick to Phuket from uh, £409. Uh, Air Transat, Canadian airline Air Transat, launches a huge seat sale on the 26th of December. It's a few days' time. Customers who book by the, uh, January the 11th could nab return flights from Toronto to Gatwick for as little as £322. Or Glasgow to Montreal from £397. Uh, for those of you who fly with BA, Neville Bounds, uh, for those of you who fly with BA, uh, BA is running a unforgettable world sale, which includes huge discounts on fares to more than a hundred destinations, which include flights to Boston uh, from three hundred and seventy-seven pounds, Mumbai from four hundred and thirteen pounds, and Amsterdam uh, from the UK for thirty-nine quid. Blimey, that is cheap. Wow. Uh, cheap not yeah. to be left out, Virgin Atlantic. Uh, they're going to have a Christmas sale. Uh, that's going to run until the 7th of February. Blimey, that's a long sale. With deals on certain dates for the rest of the year, the year through to 2017, including flights from Heathrow to New York for 400 quid and Gatwick to Havana from 599 quid. Uh, the low-cost carriers and EasyJet, they're going to launch... Blimey, everyone's going to launch a sale. I tell you, it's the time to buy flights. <laughs> the EasyJet sale uh, launched on the 22nd of December, a few days ago, with up to 20% off flights uh, on over 400,000 seats, including Gatwick uh, to Milan, uh, Bristol to Barcelona. Uh, we've got uh, Aus Travel. It's, uh, it's uh, one of the companies where you can uh, book holidays from. They're running a huge 30% off deals to uh, Australia. Uh, Aus Travel. They're going to do uh, return flights, uh, self-drive trips to Australia for for less than 800 quid in May and July next year. Uh, there's lots of other companies. Hayes and Jarvis, quite a big company here in the UK. Hayes and Jarvis for uh, long distance trips. They're going to be offering loads of stuff cheap as well. And also Thompson and First Choice, uh, Coone, all the uh, long haul uh, companies are going to be offering some kind of discount on deal in January, which is quite good news for anyone wanting to jet off in the new year for a bit of uh, a bit of sun uh, to get out of the UK. Um, yeah, it sounds wonderful. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and don't forget, we we're off to Pittsburgh in May, so that's quite good. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey. I still can't believe. I still can't believe that's actually happening. I, I can't know. believe I'm going to. I'm going to Pittsburgh. It's just going to be amazing. It's going to be really good. So, next story is for yeah. you, Matt. It is indeed, and this is on another random website oh, we, that I. We haven't I, had I a Jet Two story worry. for a while, Matt. So it's quite. It's quite good. 
yeah whatever yeah so biz journals is the company uh, or website sorry that i'm reading the story off obviously their views are their own uh <laughs> this is the headline is Boeing sells four 737s to British low-cost carrier Jet2.com. Well, this is exciting. Boeing said low-cost airline Jet2 had ordered four more 737-800s in a deal worth $384 million at current list prices. Chicago-based Boeing and the UK-based leisure carrier said that the next generation aircraft will be delivered between August 2018 and January 2019. They did not disclose the disclose the terms of the deal which was announced on their respective websites. The fast-growing Jet2.com uh, previously ordered 30 next generation 737-800 jets in a deal worth 2.9 billion dollars at this prices but the airline is believed to have negotiated significant discount discounts i think we, we make a bit of a joke about this don't we carlos i don't think anybody ever actually plays pays list prices for an aeroplane because no, 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 they do don't no one ever pays list prices for any aircraft these days. Well, no, exactly. Anyway, Boeing said that uh, it had delivered eight of those 189-seat jets in 2016, including one at a special ceremony at Boeing's Seattle Delivery Center in September. Launched in 2003, Jet2.com operates an all-Boeing fleet from its headquarters at Leeds Bradford International Airport. Jet2.com also operates an overnight Chicago... Uh, sorry, not an overnight Chicago, an overnight cargo-carrying fleet. Jet2 com and its Jet2 Holidays affiliate offer sun and ski vacation packages and fly to more than 65 destinations from Leeds, Bradford and seven other UK airports, uh, Belfast International, Birmingham, East Midlands, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Manchester and Newcastle. I'm surprised not to see stats on there to be honest but anyway there we are. Uh, the airline and affiliate of Dart Group uh, said it will begin service at London Stansted Airport in March. That'll teach me to not carry on reading the story. <laughs> it's first foray into southern England. Earlier this month, it's also announced that it was hiring another 100 workers for its Manchester operations to meet customer demand. It announced four new dot holiday destinations and added flights in 2017, including, uh, I want to say, At is it Atla? Uh, and Anta Antala. 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 Sorry about that. And <laughs> Dalaman in Turkey, Corfu, Greece, and Split in Croatia. Uh, Boeing makes all its single aisle twin engine 737 jets in Rendon for the week ending December the 20th. The Boeing orders and deliveries page shows 340 outstanding orders <laughs> for the 737 Spot in Spot of overtime for, for Boeing then. Well, quite right, yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it represents the vast majority of the 470 aircraft orders the jet manufacturer logged for the year. Yeah, so it's good news. Uh, uh, you know, we normally have the drunkard uh, passenger news for Jet 2, but at least uh, yeah. they're uh, yeah. getting some new aircraft in the fleet. Well, this is it. Yes, very exciting. Yes, and, no, and not a drunk passenger inside. No, no, no. And it's obviously good news for Boeing because they've got the massive backlog still, obviously, of aircraft that they're trying to push out for the uh, for the single aisle 737 uh, <laughs> fleets. But uh, obviously, they've, they've not only got this these uh, new ones for Jet 2, but obviously Ryanair obviously got a load of new ones in order as well, which should be delivered throughout this year and into 2018 as well I, I should just apologize by the way if if when my camera's on it's shaking a little bit the little dog that's down the other end of the caravan has decided he's going to have a bit of a scratch unfortunately what that does mean is the entire <laughs> caravan rocks as well while he's uh, doing it. i've never known <laughs> such a small dog make so much movement honestly i don't know what's the matter with him <laughs> bless alfie 
So the next story uh, on the money.cnn.com site, and uh, the headline, and we've we've got we've had McDonald's, haven't we? Uh, coffee on air, aircraft. So with uh, Airbus are pondering a future with a flying Starbucks and no view. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the headline: Would you still fly if you couldn't see the sky? Mm, I don't know, really. Uh, the newest generation of airliners come into all different sizes, but they have one thing in common bigger windows. But a new project from Airbus's Group Silicon Valley unit, um, pronounced A cubed, is imagining a future without uh, a direct view of the sky. Uh, the project called Transpose is rethinking what an airline cabin could be for passengers, making it quickly and expensive, uh, inexpensively flexible. Like trains that add and remove sleeper cabins and cafe bars, Airbus is experimenting with the ca- same concept for aircraft. Each module, piece by piece, would load on and off through a large cargo door on a modified and nearly windowless freighter. The goal is to give airlines a blank canvas on which to design new passenger experiences and expand their revenue model beyond traditional tickets and fees. Transpose imagines a flying Starbucks, uh, sleeper bunks and play zones for kids with gyms, spas or even a section for a movie studio promoting a new summer blockbuster. Oh, that's something that I think you'd be interested in, Matt. Um, the uh, the hey. through Transpose, Airbus is trying to solve an expen- expensive problem for airliners. Over half a decade of use or longer, interiors get worn out and quickly outdated. A midlife overhaul on a twin-aisle jet can cost tens of millions of dollars and take uh, weeks to uh, complete. Airlines aren't allergic to change, but the costs can make it hard and quickly to uh, and quick to try new things. Said Jason Chua, Airbus executive produ- uh, project executive. So the concept then, Matt, is so the basically you're going to have pods that they can open the sides of the aircraft, and each pod will have a, a particular kind of thing inside. Like um, if, the, if you put the picture on the screen, so the guys in the chat room can see that it's on there. Uh, I'm afraid it hasn't refreshed at your oh, end. It's not refreshed to the picture. Yeah, uh, okay. I don't know quite what's gone on there. Sorry, can't do that. Can't do that. Okay, <laughs> well, scrap the idea. So basically, yeah, you've got these. You. There we go. It's, it's on the screen now. <laughs> it's now oh, work. Okay, all right. There you go. So there basically, you go. you've got these pods. Then with, I mean, this particular pod on the picture there has got a bar inside. And um, so what they're saying is that these pods, you can kind of take them out when they get worn and put a brand new one in, rather than Indeed. ripping out the entire insides of an aircraft to replace with all new fixtures and fittings. But uh, sounds very efficient. To be fair, I should just say, by the way, we do have podcast royalty in the chat room. Oh, uh, at the moment, by the way. Yes, oh, blimey. Uh, yeah, were well, you saying it seems <gasps> that, uh, that the Captain legend that Captain Jeff says that, uh, well, it seems that most passengers uh, keep their window shades closed these days anyway. So. Yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's only, Absolutely. yeah, he's right, he's right. Only us air aviation geeks want to see outside. Yeah, yeah I, I know, I know. I mean, it, it's all a bit weird, isn't it? You've, you've got these larger windows now on the Dreamliners and on the uh, A350s. And you know the Mark One eyeball. I mean, you know, I mean, my, mine are fairly good. Uh, these are, these are still working in HD, um, as far as I know, my eyes. So when I look out the window, at least I can see a nice uh, color HD outside the uh, the uh, plane, the aircraft. I don't think I'd want a completely uh, windowless aircraft, and I don't think you would either, Matt. Would you? Because I I imagine no, I, no, I genuinely you... wouldn't. I mean, I'm I you know I, I'm not the biggest. You know, I, I, I scare easily. There's no two ways about that. But I, I quite like the idea of um, being able to, 
you know, I, I'd like to get to a stage where, I mean, mum loves sitting next to the window, you know, mm. she loves looking out there and watching the world go by, and I dare say you're no different. I mean, I don't oh, suppose yes. you look inside the aircraft at all other than when you're getting on board. Well, I, well, I do. I look inside on the flight deck when I, when I go and have the flight oh, deck. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that part of the aircraft I do take a genuine interest in when we, uh, when we board yeah. the, or to, uh, you know, board the aircraft. So that's when they let yeah. me up there, which I do nine times out of ten, I will say. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike has got an interesting idea here, actually. He said, might as well put passengers in coffin-sized capsules in the terminal and then just stack, <laughs> stack them, them and load, load them. them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that does sound surprisingly efficient. Uh, it does, actually. Yeah, you'd probably be able to pile quite a few people on board the aircraft yeah. doing it that way uh, in the cargo yeah, hold as well. Absolutely. Might be a bit chilly for them in there, but... Uh, yeah. And the, the uh, peanuts yeah, and no, um, it, coffee. Even for somebody <laughs> who's not keen on flying like me, uh, I, I do think not having windows is a very bad idea. Perhaps, very bad perhaps idea. we should see, what, see if uh, Captain Jeff would fly the uh, Mad Dog without windows at the front. You know, no cockpit windows, just... No, I don't think that's a good idea either. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> probably not, probably not. He just he's said in the chat room, no windows, no go, so... Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> quite right. Absolutely. So one last story then, Matt, uh, yep. for you. And uh, it's for all these, all the people in the chat room or listening to the show who are going to hopefully get themselves a drone for Christmas. Yes, indeed. Yeah, this is on the Huddersfield Daily Examiner website. So really? Nice and local to everyone then. Uh, and it is, uh, the headline is, what you need to know, and this is an important story actually, what you need to know if you're getting a drone for Christmas. And uh, they are expected to be one of the biggest sellers this Christmas. But anyone buying a drone should expect to be governed by new regulations as Westminster cracks down on the craze and not a moment too soon if I'm being honest uh, proposals to come before Parliament include a requirement to register all drones with the Civil Aviation Authority and for owners to undergo training it follows concerns that the machines some of which can go as high as 500 meters uh, and as far as three mile, miles and reach speeds of up to 70 miles an hour could collide with aircraft experienced user Steve Benson a town councillor in Mearfield who has more than 800 hours flying experience said that he expected to see a big rise in the number of drones in the sky after Christmas uh, but he added that users would be expected to self-regulate how they flew their machines until restrictions were introduced even then it would be difficult for use to be effectively policed he said if they are to if if they are to license um, it would need they it, they would need to think about rolling it out to become affordable. He said training for commercial users, including pre-flight assessments, permission to fly, and insurance, can cost more than two thousand uh, pounds. It's not cheap. I'd imagine the average owner would just carry on flying regardless. You will never stop this kind of activity. Councillor Benson has been flying drones non-commercially for more than six years and owns uh, a DJI uh, Inspire One worth around two thousand pounds he has used his machine to check wear damage on the uh, river calder and has worked in collaboration with the environment agency uh, kirkley's council and the canal and river trust last year he used a drone to capture aerial footage of land around boulderstone fields off hepworth lane in mirfield which is earmarked for housing development the footage was edited into a 27 minute video as part of a local campaign against the proposals drone 
phones can be bought for as little, for as little as fifty pounds. Some weigh as little as three pounds, uh, but others can be as heavy as thirty pounds. Battery life means most can fly for between twenty and twenty six minutes, with a speed of between thirty two and sixty seven miles per hour. In July, drone enthusiast Conrad Williams of Bradley caused a stir at the John Smith Stadium when he buzzed his device over a friendly match between Huddersfield Town and Liverpool, causing the referee to halt the game over concerns for safety of fans and players. He was later arrested and prosecuted for flying a small unmanned surveillance aircraft not in accordance with permission issued by the Civil Aviation Authority. He was given a 12-month conditional discharge but ordered to pay £85 costs and a £20 victim surcharge. Small and uh, small unmanned aircraft are now widely available for commercial and recreational use. More popularly known as drones, they can cause injury or damage uh, if they are not used responsibly and so are subject to safety rules which are underpinned by UK law. Anyone using a small drone needs to be aware of the regulations contained in the air navigation order specifically uh, no reckless or negligible causing or negligence uh, causing or permitting an aircraft to endanger any person or property not causing or permitting any article or animal uh, whether or not attached to a parachute to be dropped from a drone so as to not endanger persons or property safe flying must be insured uh, and the operator must maintain direct unaided visual contact to monitor a drone's flight path for the purpose of avoiding collisions drones weighing more than six kilograms must not be flown in controlled air space or within an aerodrome traffic zone unless permission has been given or at a height of more than 400 feet or not a, or at a height of more than 400 feet drone users are not permitted to undertake commercial work without permission from the civil aviation authority and surveillance drones must not be flown over or within 150 meters of any congested area or open air assembly of more than a thousand persons or within 50 meters of other people or vehicles i mean they all sound like like common sense don't they i mean mm. this this is the issue isn't it it all just sounds like good old-fashioned common sense which i fear in this day and age we do seem to be rather lacking of especially here in the uk but uh, but they're so are. they're so cheap i mean you know just while you're doing that story matt i was looking on a, on a website online um which yeah. i've which i've used to buy kind of tech stuff from you know computer stuff from and yeah. uh, you know, you, I can I can I can go online now and buy a really really good not a DJI not a DJI because mm -hmm. that would kill my bank account. But yeah, indeed, you know, yeah. I I <laughs> could go online now and buy a really really nice drone uh, like a, a full propeller. You know, like you've just said there on that story there um, for for less than that uh, less than one hundred and fifty quid. Uh, and yeah. that's and the one I was looking at had a, a full um, uh, HD camera. Uh, yeah. video and you can control it from uh, your mobile phone your mobile phone I, mm. I should just say actually student pilot matt the legend that is matty fab has just said in the chat room here it's uh it's uh say he said the drone that um he's saying that uh it's fair to say they've got major grief from a fellow pilots on the ground but uh he was saying that uh, an air at his local airfield there was somebody flying one really really near them which is just just mm. crazy do you know what saying, considering uh, uh, some idiots were flying drones next to the runway at my airfield a while ago i mean that's just crazy considering yeah. where me and you live here matt in the yeah. back end of nowhere as uh, captain yeah. al and captain nick like to call it um i i very i don't think i can honestly say i've seen 
any UAVs or drones flying around here. And no. it's, you know, around the area which we live here in the east of Ang or East Anglia in the east of England, it's all uncontrolled yeah. airspace, most of it in, in you. You can yep. fly around wherever you like. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, of course, around where we live, of course, flying drones in, in, in uh, around where we live is not really going to cause any trouble to anyone. Not really. Uh, especially where we are, you know, because, you, as you say, Lots you, of fields. you're flying in uncontrolled <laughs> airspace. It's basically <laughs> just fields and things. I mean, it's perfectly safe for you to do it. It's the same story, isn't it? It's the minority spoiling it for the majority mm. again. Yeah. You know, but uh, anyone who uh, wants to to uh, give me a DJI Phantom, that would be lovely. Um, uh, right. Okay. I yes. did. I did actually ask Gemma, Gemma for one for Christmas. I. I. I right. I mean, she doesn't even know what they are, and she still said no. 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 Um, well, indeed, it's because she's not silly, Carlos. <laughs> whether why. whether she Googled DJI Phantom and yeah. and seen the price, I I don't know. But she, it was a no. But uh, yeah. perhaps I could borrow uh, pips. <laughs> Richard Richard King's just said in the chat room. He said, "Matt, these rules have been around for a long time relating to small unmanned aircraft. Uh, the rules don't differ much uh, from full size aircraft." You know, poor uh, Matty Fab. He's in the uh, chat room now, and uh, obviously he yeah. he flies in uh, he flies in a bit more of a congested sort of area to where I fly here. Yeah, I can but, imagine. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, uh, he's uh, there are quite a lot of people in the chat room said that uh, quite rightly Michael Mikolos has said that drones are not toys no they're not but no. they, they can be used to get some very very stunning footage video mm. footage and I think a lot of the, the uh, TV stations now Matt, are using BBC yeah. and that are using yeah, for do. these wildlife yeah, programs yeah. that they use these uh, you know, the UAVs and stuff to get some really good footage from so but I would like I'd like to think that the, the large TV companies like BBC and ITV are you know are using professionally trained pilots or, oh, yes. or you know UAV operators who have the appropriate clearance to do whatever it is that that you want them to do, you know. Oh, oh uh, my, my, Michael Nicholas yes. said, "Happy birthday to my mum, by the way." Happy birthday to your to your mum, Michael Nicholas. Happy birthday to her. Indeed, yes. What so a nice time to have a birthday. Nice time to have a birthday. I think there's a there's actually I think the podcast royalty we've got in the chat room uh, mentioning no names. I think that mm. that, that certain person has got a, a birthday as well, isn't he? Coming up at, yes, at I, some I, point. I do believe soon. that's on what we like to call Boxing Day. <gasps> Is it really? Yeah. Isn't that lovely? Isn't, Isn't that, that lovely? Nice, yeah. I know. Having a we birthday. Should, we should Christmas. do something. We should definitely. Do we something. should do something. Yeah. Perhaps we'll 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 send him a bauble. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's what you said. Exactly. <laughs> oh dear. No, I know, I know. I had to drop one in there. Not literally. Yes, yes. M- <laughs> must you? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the last uh, last of the news stories um, for for this week. Uh, yep. So we have. Uh, so we've got. Um, We've got the uh, the competition to do, I suppose, haven't we? You better announce some winners. Yeah, absolutely. Should yeah, we better leave you in charge of that. I've got no details in front of me whatsoever. <laughs> so, I forgot so to, forgot to send Matt with the details, <laughs> along with his Christmas present, which is sitting just over there. Um, but you can open oh. that later. You can open that later. Yeah. I'll I'll tell everyone in the chat room what it is. Oh no, I can't because you're in there. Oh well, no, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had a caption competition. Then uh, we set. Uh, for you guys and girls to uh, send us in your funniest captions and um, is the camera still on me? It is still on me and uh, they've got the picture here actually I've got it there for those of you who are in the chat room you can see there the photo that we had up for uh, for the caption competition now we had quite a few people email in uh, a couple of naughty people sent messages in through via Facebook but we have included them even though we said no Facebook messages but uh, we have there we go Matt's put it on the screen in proper high def there for those of you sitting at home. 
Um, so we have uh, we had quite a few results in. I've got them here. And we had some independent adjudicators, uh, people who uh, who know us and uh, kind of uh, know what me and Matt are like, which is uh, worrying. And uh, so the prizes that we have, uh, for those of you who are not 100% sure, so we have here, uh, is, a, I don't know if it, is the camera on me? I don't know if it is, Matt, because you're doing everything. Are you still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, still okay. there. I, so, is it not? Is it not up on your TV screen? Oh right? yeah, sorry, sorry, yes, yeah, sorry, uh, for me, I'm being being blonde. <laughs> no, honestly, blonde these moment. amateurs. Honestly. So we've got two of these to to give away uh, for prizes. So we can see the book to go with the film. Um, for those of you there, that's the uh, for those of you listening to the audio podcast. We've got uh, two of the uh, books, the Sully books, Miracle on the Hudson, um, which uh, is an awesome book. I've read this. I've read that. Awesome book. Love the film, obviously. And the top prize which we have here is a... It's very special to well to me and to anyone else who loves their TriStars. But this uh, is a limited edition. So, so just you then? Just you then? Just me. I'll have this. I've won. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Uh, <laughs> so this is a limited edition. Um, uh, there's a limit to 600 of these. And um, these are for the 10th anniversary of the TriStar Airbridge to the Falkland Islands. Uh, I'll just hold this up on the screen now so you guys and girls can see this in the YouTube chat room. And uh, this is a card that was taken on board the TriStar Airbridge, the anniversary TriStar Airbridge, back in uh, the early 90s, mid 90s. And uh, the card, the actual envelope itself, uh, has been signed by uh, the various people in charge of the uh, Airbridge, including the governor of the Falkland Islands. You can't quite see, but there's the governor of the Falkland Islands there has signed this. And also the uh, group captain and officer commanding Royal Air Force Mount Pleasant as well signed it just there. And also we've got uh, the uh, wing commander, uh, commanding officer of number 216 Squadron, which is what the TriStar flew in uh, from Bryce Norton there, signed at the bottom. And on the back we've got uh, the officer commanding Port and Movement Squadron, Royal Air Force Mount Pleasant Squadron leader, J.D. Allen, who signed it just at the back here. We can see... And uh, here we've got the, the stamp there that says that this is number 297 of 600. Inside the envelope, there's a, uh, a story right up here. You, can, you, can't, you won't be able to see that in the chat room. Um, but uh, there is a full story there explaining all the details about the, the anniversary air bridge and uh, what the Royal Air Force done and what the story was about there, which is very interesting to read. But that is the top prize. So we're going to get to some results now. We must get some results. We need some we need a drum roll, really, don't we? Um, we, we haven't got a drum roll. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There's a quick drum roll there. <laughs> Yeah, so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna start with uh, we're gonna start with the winners of the two uh, one of the uh, one of the Sally books. There's two of these to give away. Uh, so uh, we have got uh, a, a a well worthy winner here of uh, one of the books, and uh, it's uh, I'm just checking in the chat room to see whether he's still in the chat room. Yes, he is still in the chat room. Uh, the uh, winner of one of these Sally books uh, is Mr. Stuart Baker, uh, who came hey. up with. Uh, 
he came up with <laughs> he came up with something that did make me laugh actually when I read it in the uh, in the email. And uh, so the picture then, if you look at the picture, and he's at the the caption he came up with. It's quite a long caption, but it's very funny. Uh, he's come up with. Um, uh, <laughs> Thumbs up to the kid scratching his name on the side of Matt's shiny new coach. And then Matt says, hey, stop that. And then Al, Captain Al says, new bus, sir. Good price. Very cheap. I quite like that. That was good. Because that would be the kind of face that you'd make, I think, Matt, when, uh, you know... Yeah, I mean, it would certainly be a face very similar to that. You know, it's it's the fact that a somebody is scratching my lovely coach, and b <laughs> I've then got to go back to my lovely boss and explain to her why there's a horrible, great big scratch down the side of the coach, which which would terrify the living daylights out of me. So yes, so it, it, yes, that that is a very appropriate caption. <laughs> the uh, the winner of another book because we have two, so the winner of the second book, the Sully book, and uh, this was quite a a regular occurrence with a lot of the answers that we had. Um, for for the caption competition, and I think this is down to Captain Al being uh, in the picture. Uh, but oh, this, no. uh, the winner of the next book, uh, is Tony Stew. So Tony Stew, I don't think Tony's in the chat room um, this evening or today. I don't know. I don't think Tony's no. But Tony Stew um, had the simple caption: "Better out than in." <laughs> which i think is quite is quite and I, good there. and i clearly look horrified by the out yeah <laughs> yeah he def definitely did it is better out than in there's no doubt about that so well done tony stew that's another one of the book now the top prize let's have another little drum roll here we go right there we go that's kind of a drum roll so the top prize then of the tristar airbridge card then and uh <laughs> This this seemed to have been the the favourite one of of everyone that I spoke to and and they kind of looked at and uh, <laughs> he actually sent two captions in but the the one that um, was the best out of the two uh, it, it, it's kind of oh, I don't know is it are we are we after the watershed Matt can we say it now? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, really? <laughs> no is the short answer, but anyway, on you go. So the the uh, the winner of the top prize then, uh, the TriStar Airbridge card, is Richard King. Now, I don't think Richard uh -oh. is in the chat room either, Richard King. So well done to you, Richard King. He came up with, and here we go, it's a nice short but do sweet. I need, do I need to sit down for this no, one? No, yeah. no, I wouldn't sit down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Oh, oh, no. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> So uh, Richard King came up with uh, the short and sweet slogan of, and I think this is Al saying this, I found that USB stick, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. That, that's, that's a lot friendlier than I was expecting. I, I know. <laughs> that is exactly how he put it down in the email. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, have to I'll edit that, that at all. But yeah, I found that USB stick, Matt. I yes, quite like yes. that. Well, one. I'm glad it was found eventually. Yes, <laughs> I quite, seem particularly perplexed by that. But it's yes. quite appropriate to the to the 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 uh, the, uh, 
you know face you're making there and, and al looks kind of <laughs> pleased with himself so uh yeah yeah al is always pleased with himself uh, <laughs> actually uh, while we're talking about captain al i should just say he was hoping to be in the chat room with us today but uh, unfortunately he's actually not him but he's actually uh, at uh, A&E at the moment bless him because uh, poor Josh uh, his his son has got a raging temperature so oh, uh, uh, but he I, I promised him I'd give him a little shout out on the show so hi Josh hope you're feeling better yes and Josh feeling better soon a very speedy recovery from all of us here at Play definitely Talking UK. yeah definitely speedy recovery please Josh yeah mm. Yes, and uh, so don't forget then, for all those winners then uh, of the, the prizes, if you could uh, email the show with where you wish your prize to be sent, and uh, I shall get them sent off to you yep. um, ASAP through the, the, the magic that is yep. Royal Mail. Uh, so that's, uh, so send them to us here, please. Make sure you send uh, your your address to uh, podcast at plaintalkinguk.com and then we can make sure that we can send it to the right detail. Yeah. Please don't put it on Facebook or anything. No, like no. Put, send, send it, to it straight to us here, yeah, in the studio. So that's Schurtbacher and Tony Stew and Richard King, who won the top prize. So if you three could uh, send us your details in as soon as you can, and uh, I'll put the details of the winners on Facebook as well, or the names of the winners on Facebook, so they'll, for, those of you, for those who are not in the chat room today uh, could see. And, uh, yeah, if they could send us in that, and I'll get those posted off to you via the amazing Royal Mail as soon as I can. Fantastic. So well done to everyone who entered. We had some uh, yeah. we had some rather interesting uh, captions, I must say. Mostly, like I said, around the um, the wind uh, side of things. Right. Okay. <laughs> I can't imagine why why people immediately think wind when there's a picture of Captain Allop. I, I, I genuinely don't know where that came from. This <laughs> <laughs> is so funny. Yeah. Uh, but we're we're uh, hope we're obviously going to hopefully run some more competitions in the new year at some point, and uh, we've uh, hopefully. We should hopefully have some T-shirts uh, ready by yeah. January. Uh, they are in the process of being uh, printed and obviously having the embroidered logos on here as well um, on the T-shirts with the print on the back. Uh, so we're going to, as soon as they're uh, available, we'll, uh, we'll let everyone know. And yeah, uh, yeah, so well done to all those winners. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for entering on the competition. So Indeed. Matt, it is Christmas, isn't it? It is. It is. Absolutely. It is Christmas. We are, we, so we, we, uh, we have sort of literally su we've survived another year. We survived That's a year. Thing, I know. This, this is our last live show of, of 2016. Yeah, it is yeah, our last live so show. <laughs> Indeed. I know. But we have got so uh, we've got another show uh, show which we're going to uh, put out over Christmas. So we don't want to leave yep. you. Uh, leave you in yep. but we at me and matt are gonna have a break now uh between yeah now. we're just gonna have a couple two weeks sorry we're just gonna have a two-week break uh and there'll then still we'll be shows be but in the new uh, year. they'll be they'll yep, be pre-recorded not live yeah well uh the first the first show that's uh gonna go I, I, we might as well tell them i suppose go on, so, you uh, tell them. Uh, next week's show is going to actually be uh several of you are probably aware and i know a lot of people in the chat room were very kind and sent us uh, audio christmas messages uh but um yes our our, our next show which is a, a recorded show it's uh one that's just going out um as i say we're just taking a two-week break is the fantastic christmas extravaganza that uh we had privilege of being a part of so we're actually going to 
release the video from that. I think Pip is going to be releasing the audio any moment now, um, but the uh, video version of the show, if you want to watch all the craziness that took place, uh, that will actually become episode 145 uh, for us. And uh, then 146, um, which will be the following week, is going to be uh, all the footage that we took at our Farnborough show, which I'm frantically editing while I'm here in the caravan at the moment to get that ready uh, to put out. So, yeah, so two um two good shows really um for the two weeks that we're taking off I'm, oh. i hope you'll enjoy them um but uh, yeah we we are going to just treat treat ourselves to a, a couple of weeks off so that i have time to reset my brain uh from all oh, this I'll tell you what, malarkey i'll tell you what yeah it's michael it's michael's birthday tomorrow is it yeah michael oh, miklos wow, yeah michael miklos's wow. birthday tomorrow he, he, yeah it's his birthday Oh, good on him! Oh, wow. birthday Fantastic. and Christmas day. That, that's a tricky one. I know my my dear my dearly beloved uncle, bless him. He always used to have uh, his birthday on Christmas Eve, but um, that must be that must be a funny one, I suppose, when your birthday is on Christmas Day. Mm. I mean, a the abuse you get at school about being, you know, you know, sort of sharing your same birthday with the Messiah essentially must be uh, quite quite tiresome when you were at school, but um, wow. I mean, it's uh, I mean, do do you sort of have like sort of separate Presents, more presents, or is you get it more presents. Present? I mean, more presents. I mean, it's all about the presents. It's all about the presents. Never mind it actually being their birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget to, to look out for the links, uh, and we'll post them when we uh, put the shows yep. out over the Christmas period. But uh, yeah, like yep. I said, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a couple of weeks off just over the Christmas period, and we'll be back in the new year, fresh and bright as daisies, as uh, as we say, and uh, with loads of probably be loads of news to cover. Uh, in the uh, two weeks or away, so yeah, keep your eyes and ears open on there. And it's uh, yeah, we're gonna. I'm I'm definitely gonna miss uh, miss the live shows while we're away because I do love the yeah. chat room interaction. But don't forget, you if you want to chat uh, with us or send us a tweet or message or anything, yeah, yeah do, you can yeah. do via Twitter or Facebook. You can send us a message or yep. tweet on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, I'm sure me and yep. Matt will between. Uh, eggnog and uh, mince pies yep. will reply to yep. you and say hello but uh, we do want to take this opportunity before we close the show today to just say a massive thank you to everyone who has joined us in 2016 uh, to listen yeah, to the shows either via uh, the live shows each week on YouTube uh, or via the downloads, which uh, a lot of you do uh, via iTunes and uh, all the relevant uh, podcast download sites. But uh, it's been it's been a fantastic year. Me and Matt have done some really incredibly fantastic things, with, and we've met some really really amazing people this year. Yeah, we, um, we really what have, with Farnborough yeah. and stuff. And uh, yeah, we do re- feel really uh, humbled, really, to uh, to have such a massive community of great friends. Uh, who who enjoy listening to me and mm. me and me and you rumble on each week, Matt? <laughs> uh, rumble as more like ramble on, honestly. Oh, that never as well, heard so yeah. much nonsense. <laughs> so, Actually, uh, can I just can I just yes. while, while we're doing thank yous, can I just uh, offer a a personal thank you because I do get uh, quite a bit of help when it comes to the technical side of putting these shows together. So I wonder if I could perhaps make special mention to the le- legend that is Mr. Nevtech himself, Neville Bounds. Thank you very much for all your technical help that you've given me, uh, especially in 2016. It's been it's been a privilege to 
get to to know you as you've been helping with these various mm. projects. Uh, thank you very much also to the lovely and wonderful Andy Furlong, who at the drop of the oh, hat, yes. whenever I need a graphic being put together, um, he he has it turned around in just a few minutes. I mean, we have him to thank for our updated logos and graphics for to, for which I personally am incredibly incredibly grateful. And also, uh, I I just want to mention it again, but uh, thank you so much to Neil Townsend who helps me when I have to do any audio production and things uh, and uh, his little mashup of all of our theme tunes that he did for the Christmas show yeah. uh, that we're putting out next week was absolutely yeah. brilliant so thank you to those guys for giving us so much technical uh, support um, certainly from my point of view as I say uh, you know for the, the backroom guys as we're always referred to <laughs> but the, the tech t- team uh, have been absolutely incredible so thank you very much guys uh, for all your kind help and support and also not forgetting as well all the uh, the great other podcast shows that we all affiliate with and are, are very good friends with and we all kind of uh you know eardrop and eavesdrop and and drop in and and have on each other's shows at various points in time and obviously we've got captain jeff in the chat room now so big thanks to captain jeff and all the airline pilot guy uh team for uh for all your uh your fun and, and joining in over 2016 we'll hope, hope to do a bit more of that in uh, 2017 and yeah. uh, obviously the geeks please, as well please, not forgetting the geeks please. Please, please, please don't ever make me have seven Skype calls on the go ever again, though, all right? That was just hideous. Oh, dear. Just, oh, dear. No, thanks to all the uh, airplane geeks as well, uh, Max and uh, and Micah. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And the Maxes, all the Maxes. Yep. And yeah. uh, and David Vanderhoff and that over there and their great show because we obviously we're, we're hopefully going to be meeting up with and seeing some of the geeks uh, that we haven't met yet over in Pittsburgh next year, which will be fantastic. So, yeah, and these are, these are calls we have we we can't forget these are guys who have literally inspired and you know I mean oh, yes. we look up to these guys I mean we really do I mean they they pull out you know it, it's a privilege to be sort of associated and part of of this ridiculous community that mm. that we're now involved in involved in really. And I, I think Jeff said it best uh, also uh, during our, our our Christmas show is the fact that, you know, thank you must also go from our own personal point of view, various partners uh, and better halves that, that have to put up with us doing this rubbish every single week. So, you know, thank <laughs> Gemma, you not actually here at the moment. She's well. at work. <laughs> Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, she's escaped for a little while. She's escaped for the day, yeah. Yeah, she knew I was doing the show, so she went to work. (laughs) Yeah. But no, it's been been a great year. And uh, as we said, as me and Matt have just said, you know, thanks to everyone who's uh, who's joined us on on the uh, the journey through 2016. So... uh, Oh, there we go, Matt. It's uh, another episode, yeah. our last live one of 2016. We've got um, yep. loads of uh, loads of stuff to uh, plan for 2017, and uh, we've got uh, some new, some well, awesome stuff lined up for next year, which will be great. But uh, just as a quick note, also, Matt's been busy with uh, the credits for the end of the show, and um, well, there's a special little uh, message uh, which we're gonna, which Matt has <laughs> Je- put. Jeff, at the end. Jeff says tolerate stroke support. It's a very fine line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Captain Jeff, he's he's a card, isn't he? That boy. He is. He is. <laughs> but no, keep your eyes open on the uh, on the end credits because, like I said, Matt has been uh, adding a few little bits to the credits at the end of the show as a as a kind of uh, thank you to. Uh, to a certain group of people who have helped us this year. Uh, Matt, you've disappeared. Are you still there? I am, yeah. I think so. All right, okay. So we're going to wrap up the show then and say a massive, massive Merry Christmas to everyone 
who, who listens to the show and who's in the chat room today. Thanks for joining us on episode 144. Have a great Christmas. Have a great all the things you do in Christmas. I hope you get everything you wished for this Christmas, including um, drones and stuff. And uh, <laughs> so, so from me, Carlos, here in the kitchen studio on my own. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a big. Oh, I'm there in spirit, mate. Don't worry, I'm there. <laughs> it's in a merry spirit. Christmas. Take care, everyone. Have a great, great Christmas. <laughs>